0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: I've always thought you can tell a lot about someone from their autobiography <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that one last short and short back we're back to the short and sweet ones <laughs>
2: I loved your face. It was that look, that like, way. It's because yeah. I was looking
1: at I was looking at Medis. I knew I knew Lazar was going to laugh. I was looking at Meadows trying, like doing that thing where he's like that. I think that's funny, but I'm not going to I'm not going to laugh <laughs> yeah. straight off the bat.
0: I didn't hear a sound from Meadows.
1: No, he was very good. Actually, he kept it under wraps. It was a big smile it got from me. Yeah, so that was it. Cheshire cat grin. That's
2: what I got. Yeah.
0: So Nate, I've taken a long, hard look at myself.
1: Good. The last few Good. Guys. I'm glad. I feel like last week's episode was a was a seminal moment on this pod not the pod actually just for me old joke joke reviews just this aspect of the pod. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing to do with me mate it was all you
0: no you know what it wasn't I the quality
1: of the jokes I can't ever blame my own jokes
0: Good. well I just did not want to let anyone down really so I have decided to revise the way I score it in my head you won't know this oh but I'm revising Ooh. the way that I score it in my head mm-hmm <clears throat> And um, having put it through the, the the cogs, the cogs have been turning, and I'm going to give this joke an eight point five. So the new system. Oh, we've got decimals. We now. are moving to decimal places.
1: Wow. Um, we are. I mean, all, the yeah. record books will be in tatters now. <laughs> Absolute tatters. Gonna,
0: how are we going to cope? Well, one day, Nate, we will go back and rescore them all. Maybe this is this is what, what? we need. Yeah.
1: You know, to do maybe over. So, do you actually have a you have a mental, you have a mental, like checklist in your head? Yeah. So, I have I have five things. Is that what you're saying?
0: I have five things that Mm. I uh, score your joke against. I'm not going to tell you what those five things are because then, as has been the case, you tried to tailor the jokes to me. (laughs) So, which is not how how it should. I
1: think I know what they are. It's originality, crispness of the bun. Uh, t- oh wait no that's the burger thing isn't it <laughs> sorry wait I- i'm glad i didn't tailor it to that one because i would just be like cheeseburger <laughs> gravy boat burger. i mean they
0: would all score highly so yeah
1: i know i feel like that would be like cheating you'd be like 10 10
0: <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't done a
1: burger themed joke yet i'm also surprised about or that. a shoe themed joke be surprised no longer i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna fire up the google machine later and look
0: for some. <laughs> okay 8.5 medas do you agree is that too kind yeah it is let the silence speak yeah
2: maybe yeah I like i'm it. thinking i'm thinking of there's just a the 1.5 point well hey the train agrees train
1: was, was that a disagreeing honk
2: yeah it's a, well there's only a 1.5 point window to improve from that joke you're saying that that is right up there in terms of the perfect joke that's 85 percent of the way to it
1: yes i mean let's not get it's not get mathematics laser 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 very very humbly redone his marking system just for me and i agree i think it was, i mean 8.5 at the very least, I think it's fair.
0: Of course, you agree. It's above eight.
1: <laughs> I think they're all ten. I think they're all ten. So you know, for me, it's always disappointing. Do you though? Weirdly, in, in, if we're being very serious, Dave, like, do you uh... genuinely think every j you tell us a ten? Actually, you no. Know, some of them might like, <laughs> be throwing this one in. Oh, well like that. <laughs> I'm enjoying right. I'll be right back. Right, we'll 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 start the pod on that.
0: Welcome to the Padhoc, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lance Bretto, F1 presenter and correspondent.
1: And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders, very warm and from <laughs> ESPN.com. It is warm. We're, is gonna, th- we're doing a pod on the hottest that. day that has ever happened, probably.
2: It is officially the hottest day in the UK ever. Wow, there you go. Um, it's on, I'll get my alert uh we've we've reached 39.1 degrees oh. in Surrey which is basically where we're kind of all in that region and um it's still getting hotter and for our friends on That's the other like 98 side 98
1: Fahrenheit I think
2: I think it's hotter than that mate uh it is 102.4 Gee. degrees Fahrenheit
1: Wait. that is crazy i so to try my laptop off as it? well because it sounds like it's about to take off at the moment <laughs> because it's also warm oh
0: because the, fan, I mean, oh, the yeah. fans go <laughs> yeah yeah the fan
1: is i mean it's the only fan in my in, in my house that's actually working <laughs> the others aren't doing anything anything good
2: mine's uh right next to me if anyone can hear more background noise less fun than riley airport but um just the low hum of a dyson there's a plug um but also the doorbell just went and i want to use this as an opportunity to explain something we only got one review this week um and it came from Bo poet on uh what was it on apple podcasts that said give jess a voice five stars i can't believe jess was there in the airport bar and none of you would let her speak as if the other two had any choice in that to be fair yeah. uh, great podcast but imagine how much greater it could be if you let jess and laura speak each time hashtag more women in f1 now laura wasn't there Laura had her five minutes of fame on this podcast <laughs> um, and has been far too busy and important doing other things since uh, and Jess was much more happy just sitting and drinking beer but also Jess is the reason the doorbell just went and I had to run away from the start of the pod um, because some box that weighs 130 grams just showed up I think it's empty, genuinely it's a big square cardboard box but I swear it's empty um, so that's the reason That's it's punishment for that that she doesn't get a voice that and the fact that she's not here anymore so Take can't it. speak
1: and she's left
2: you. <laughs> no, but that's only a matter of time.
1: <laughs> that was that was that would have been the weirdest way to reveal that ever. So yeah, the, there's there's packages turning up for Jess because she's left Meadows because she didn't talk on the, on the last episode of the Pad
2: like, She
1: was like, you know what, Meadows? I'm fed up with you. I'm fed up with this pod. I'm never on. You're done.
2: It, I mean, understandable reaction to be fair. So. Mm. Uh, it's actually because her office has aircon, so she's gone to that and is winning at life because she's not dying right now like we are.
1: That's fair. It is. I mean, it's it's always difficult to convey to people that like people who aren't English always make fun of us. But it's like every single building in the UK is designed to just keep the heat in, and that's what makes it so awful. Like if this if I had nice air conditioning next to me, I I'd be like, this is alright, but I yeah. don't. <laughs> what a crummy fan
0: i'm sorry Actually, Nate, I, I feel bad for you and i would say that <laughs> so it might I... improve when you go to france but you like me are not going to france and
1: only Medline no i'm not and to be to honest france. with you i'm kind of glad because that looks insane I, I, I don't know about you guys but i associate poor Ricard with like extreme heat just from i think i've been there 2018 and 19 and both times pretty sure it was over it was hotter than this wasn't it one of them it got to like 40 degrees i remember it was just like meltingly hot and the media center was okay it had a bit of air con, but if you went anywhere else, you were just a sweat box.
0: Last time I did um, a track run around there, I threw up, Nate. That's how hot it was.
1: Yeah, it was I, I think I, I think we did a track run at the same time. Um, and I remember it was it was World Cup 2018, and we um, Germany were playing. So a lot of the German journalists were watching stuff, and they lost. I, I forget who they lost to, but I went on this run, and Germany were doing okay. Got to the end at the media centre, and I was so ill when I got to the end. Uh, and the only thing that made it better was seeing a massive footballing upset. I, can't, I forget who it was, but Germany Germany lost this game. Um, and it's the only thing that stopped me from throwing up was having to focus on the football and not focus on the fact that it. It was one of those ones. I actually remember this. Every single person there was like, "Probably don't do a track run today. It's probably not safe." <laughs> and we were like, "Nah, it'll be fine. We're young. We're young men." I got to like turn three and I was like, I'm gonna die poor Ricard. <laughs> and I'm not even <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even sure if I'm running the right configuration anymore. You know, there's like hundred and eighty billion configurations. I was like, I think this is the right one. What this a place running.
0: to go, Nate. I know. That would have been a pack for you, I'm sure, at least. Do you think? Yeah, I think I
1: would've like, like to have thought, you know, the gorilla statue. Oh, yeah. I'd like to have thought they change that to me. So it's still the same format. <laughs> big big like, you know, but just me instead of a gorilla. I'd have had I'd have taken that.
2: I mean, I'd vote for that. I've been doing some research, Nate, for you. Um, And I think, well, it just... You're you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) mean, look... The the Saturday night of the French Grand Prix 2018, Germany were playing, Mm. but they were beating Sweden 2-1 with a last-minute winner.
1: Uh, Maybe that was it. Maybe when I came in, they they were about to lose, and then... The, then they won so, they
2: were 1-0 down at half time to be fair
1: there you go so again 51 percent fact it was the yeah. other way around <laughs> when I left I was like the Germans are gonna lose it's great you know great sporting rival of ours and they had a great team that year so we we're like you know if they're, if they're out that's good uh came back and they'd won and I think I don't know how that ties into me not <laughs> up, <but> I didn't.
2: <laughs> well I can see how your memory ended up there because then three days after the French Grand Prix on the Wednesday uh, they lost 2-0 to south korea in their final group game and were eliminated bottom of their group
1: yes so right. you
2: were you were right remembering the pain uh, yeah that germany went through
1: exactly so basically i think that that's fair that was completely right um i'm going to remember that i'm just going to remember my original my original telling on it i
0: mean your that's, original that's tale was more compelling i'm not going to lie
1: i think so too yeah i, I would agree that's i would right. agree with you i'm just here uh, a myth bust <laughs> Mythbuster, miss Mythbuster, miss Medland,
2: <laughs> Miss Miss b-
1: <laughs> Uh,
2: it it does look warm. Yes, I'm the only one who's going to, uh, take on the heat of France. And right now, where I am, complaining that I'm hot, it's 38 degrees in the UK, as in according to my phone. Uh, Thursday at La Castelay will be 37, so basically the same. The rest of the time it's like lower 30s, 30, 33, 34, non-stop. So it's Gonna to be toasty. Good for racing, though, right,
0: guys? Yes, yes. I, yeah, I yes. Like, I like how you've moved from weather chat, which I do love, to racing chat. Good segue. Yeah, I think Merck are going to be quite good around here. Not good enough to win, win, but I think kind of in the ballpark to win, like Lewis was at... So, but going...
2: to
1: but to lose, win. <laughs> to... Yeah, win, win. Not podium, not podium, win, win. But they're going no. to podium, win, but not win. win. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah, they do like they're, they're creeping up, aren't they? Mercedes. So I would, I would i would back you on that um and yeah i mean i don't know it is usually a pretty dull race right so if mercedes does move itself right up there that would at least kind of make it interesting from that perspective right
2: Mm -hmm. last year wasn't bad like max came through didn't he the red bull went with the other strategies and climbed through and won it late it's quite good this was the race
0: also that ferrari couldn't get the tires to work wasn't it they got in a right old state with them
2: they absolutely cooked them yeah and uh, they went from like looking strong on Saturday I think mm. to both finishing outside the points yeah I think it mm. rapidly backwards so let's not have that again uh, and yeah. it was a race that two years ago no three 2019 it must have been because we didn't do two years ago um, where the midfield battle was crazy right to the end and they were kind of like four wide on the final lap and cutting corners never everyone got penalties
1: yes because that's one of the things isn't it with the track is it's just endless runoff areas mm. um yeah that's true but I mean, my memory of poor card is obviously it's obviously not great but yeah i, I do remember that now and it, that was where there was like yeah after race it was like well no one knows where anyone in that pass was finished because they all had a penalty coming in or something like that
2: yeah there's some very angry drivers but uh, it's understandable that your memory is not great of it because it is the holiday grand prix <laughs> yeah that is yeah. how it's as it's known so mm. you go you kind of stay somewhere nice in the south of France you relax you eat some lovely cheese and bread and wine and you eat wine so glad he's here <laughs> <laughs> and then you sometimes go to the track to do some work it's
1: perfect apart from the traffic so I know why the, traffic, all... the traffic is awful yeah I remember going in once and I think it was 2018 we went in and we had loads of the Dutch journalists behind us so we were and we were stuck in traffic and we were playing we were playing Venga Boys, weren't we? And they were like behind us, like, Yes. <laughs> Venga- <laughs> Dutch people. <laughs> we we're like, yeah. And then and um, we were still stuck in the traffic for ages. <laughs> uh, so, so it was like, oh great. You mean case. playing the Venga
2: Boys didn't fix it, mate? No, I know.
1: people in front like the it just parted like the like the Red Sea. And everyone was like, let these let these legends in.
2: And you know why it parted? Because the Venga bus is coming.
1: <sighs> wow. It's why you do wow. the Jake State. They- yeah, exactly. That would have been I mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk for Lawrence's new system, but two
0: point five, probably. That yeah, reason. That's probably think, being generous, I think.
1: So I think so. Yeah. Source it out, Meadows, basically, <laughs> is what Lawrence is saying. You needed a better, crispier bun in that joke. That's a callback to my earlier joke. <laughs> need, need to eat less wine. Before we before we actually do some F one analysis, I want to shout out Giles Richards from The Guardian for my favourite memory of poor Ricard. Giles, lovely, lovely man. Sits with us a lot, doesn't he? Meadows. Um, <clears throat> but he decided, I think he decides every year, to cycle in to poor Ricard. And on one of these, it was the same, whatever race was the Fredo Gate race, which I think was 2018. So it came out before, didn't it, that McLaren, there was a report that McLaren had been giving this small British chocolate bar called Fredo to their employees as a bonus, which was a hilarious story. Um, and Gilo cycled in uh, and turned up. And I'm not, not kidding. It looked like it had been raining outside. He was like, Head to toe just just sweat basically just just wet it was kind of i mean you looked at it, and it was like dude that's at-. but then he got up and was like well i'm gonna go to that mclaren breakfast event that's on and he just walked off and i was like oh man imagine and i wasn't i didn't go it was a fleet street thing but i remember just looking and i was like oh my god imagine turning up like that to, <laughs> uh, to an event but Jalo, fair play to him just has no he's like i don't care it's warm out
2: and he but cycles I mean, most places. Yeah. Like he's really committed to using his bike. Yeah. And he he always has arguments in France where he says, you get to a certain point and they're trying to stop cyclists going any further. They don't like it. I think you're, you know, maybe you slow people down on the road or whatever their reasoning is. But he says it's ridiculous because obviously it's the most green way of him getting oh. to the track as well. And uh, he says, same thing happens every year. They shout at him, tell him it's too dangerous, that he's got to get off and walk. He has an argument about it, then gets off, walks. 500 meters outside gets back on carries on cycling and he says the same thing happens every year so he's, he's actually looking forward to it this year
1: uh, yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> and that's giles and that's so yeah i didn't know Giles would be a convert killer well hang on
0: you uh, should also clear. mention his salad box if we're going to talk about giles we should talk about his box that's a true salad, that if you follow ben hunt our friend and colleague yeah. ben hunt if you follow him on social media you will know of this phenomenon which is the giles richard Richards salad box and it's a tupperware full of salad that he gets mostly he buys the ingredients from where he goes to right but sometimes he brings some ingredients where he was and you can tell if he's away for a double header because the quality of the ingredient gets a bit ropey as as, as the uh as <laughs> it, the it, time it really goes on <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah the, the dinner he's having by like day eight of a triple header <laughs> is uh is fairly suspect isn't it it's like mate you need to. Need to find a new supermarket
2: and you call it a box but let's be honest it's better described as a trough yeah okay. yeah so if anyone has a laptop in front of them right now imagine like kind of the footprint of that laptop square that off that's the size of this trough it's probably massive. about half the height of your laptop as well when it's open and douses everything in balsamic loads of salad in there tomatoes uh and just every without fail every lunchtime just will absolutely smash it back
0: and yeah it finishes yeah. it all right doesn't waste anything gets to the bottom no. oh it's quite something so he cycles and he eats salad to be honest that's quite a healthy way of living isn't it really
2: i mean I the so. amount of balsamic he's drinking <laughs> with with his salad <laughs> i'm not so sure but uh it is because he's lost a lot of weight doing it mm, uh, but yeah. as nate mentioned about his uh, drenched in sweatshirts uh his shirts have not changed since he carried a bit more weight so he wears shirts that are about six sizes too big for him it's quite endearing we like giles yeah we do how, can't tell
1: yeah we do yeah well, yeah he's a great great dude
2: i mean it's not a french grand prix story but british grand prix 2019 i think he ate crunchy and brie oh, together yeah. um I just remembered that get, on a paper plate yeah, you, wasn't it yeah you could get crunchy for a that's a, a crunchy a chocolate bar for anyone who is unaware. It's got honeycomb in the middle and milk chocolate on the outside. Um, really nice, but very sweet. And uh, you could get them in the media canteen at Silverstone a few years ago. Sadly not this year. Never mind. Uh, and yeah, he sort of broke off a chunk of it. And then had got some brie from the basically the salad bar there, um, the cheese board. And it uh, was like, I'm going to put the two together. And he, the thing is, I remember, so we'll try and find the gif because someone must still have it. We'll put it on our social media if we've got it, where he ate it and then did this kind of like weird little shake where he was just kind of like, ooh. Um, It was apparently that good. So we'll see if we can find it. I mean, Nate's gone to find it himself.
0: (laughs) He's just just disappeared. What I like about the software that we use here is when someone disappears, it's like a little like poof and they go like a genie disappearing from back into a bottle.
1: Ad time is story time. And I'd like to tell a little story about a young man named Chris. Chris was a popular guy, funny, smart, loads of friends. But Chris had a secret. A monster he couldn't get rid of. A monster he was ashamed of. He called it the pub Monster. It was a hairy and grotesque beast, and it really dragged Chris down. It made him sad. Women would go, ah, and wouldn't go near Chris when the pub Monster was in town. That's when someone gave Chris Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It featured the famous Lawnmower 4.0, for Chris to trim that pub Monster down into a refined gentleman, a wingman so to speak. And those ladies never screamed at either Chris or his little friend ever again. In the performance package, you also got the weed whacker, here and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, a must-have, I must say, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to take all these goodies with him all over the world. You could say the performance package 4.0 really put the Chris back in Christmas because that's what it felt like for our little protagonist. He was now confident, ballsy, you might even say, with the ladies at work on his Twitter account, you name it. Chris the boy had become Chris the man we all know and love today. And you can do that too. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PADHOG at manscapes.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use the code PADHOG. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscapes.
2: Well, um, now we know where Nate went. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: (laughs) Who's that about? just a guy called Chris it could be anyone it could be absolutely anyone Could it could be Chris with a K it could be Chris it's not uh, <laughs> but it, it could be you know it's about the guy you know popular guy he's got a good Twitter following you know people like him oh. they do now uh, you know unbelievable I just thought it I just thought it was a story that needed telling and uh, I think people will agree as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I like the way that we are like you know what Nate we've got an ad how exciting you can do it <laughs> You've got a good, a good radio voice. Who will be clear and concise? I trusted you.
1: I did. I did kind of throw it back in your face. Metas found it, and he was like, "Nate, do do your thing." And I was like, "I'm going to make it What about Chris, <laughs> Chris and his pubes." <laughs> 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 Not, but who, who knows who it is? It could be any Chris. I said. Um, so you know, could be a, could be a, any, yeah, I don't know, Chris, cr- Christine. Christopher. which is Stop being Um Christoph? Right, no. Christoph. Yeah, Christoph. Yeah. There you go, Christoph. It right. could have been about Christoph Waltz, the actor. It wasn't. But Christian. It could have been. Uh, There's Penny. Christian. Plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, so, but it's not though, right? Yeah, don't feel so. Don't feel bad. No, yeah. it's not. It's absolutely yeah. not. It's, <laughs> but it could have been. That's the point? That's the key. You know, the implication is it could have been anyone, but it, it wasn't
2: anyway there's any an yeah there was an ad uh for the male listeners among the group anyway i got we we got sent a thing didn't we nate we got sent a box yeah um and i used the weed whacker today <laughs> i've never done did that did you i haven't used the i haven't used it i've yet. never done that before nasal hair trimmer and ear thing did it hurt so strange no and i didn't really have anything that needed to go but i was <laughs> like well i want to use it um and it was very easy well i say that i I think there was like maybe one ear here that I removed. I was like, Well done me, that's progress. So so that was, no, progress. that hair is gonna
0: grow back
1: double the length.
2: Nah, because it's been whacked by the weed whacker.
1: <laughs> it won't grow back if it knows what's good, good for it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um Yeah, it was it was actually a very nice bit of kit, really easy to use. So I was like, All right. Thank you, Manscaped.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. They sent they sent us all one and um very good kit and i like i like their whole vibe around it it's great they're just like do this so so thank you to any female listeners who have listened throughout this whole thing uh (laughs) we won't always just do (laughs) adverts about about balls but we have this time (laughs) (laughs) about let's go back to f1 stuff shall we yes uh how (laughs) <laughs> I
0: know. There's, there's no real uh, link, is there?
1: How do we segue back to that? I guess we could um, just do a hard cut, though, no?
0: and just go. Uh,
1: so we, yeah, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to. I'm really trying hard to think of something that could link link them together, but I don't know. Mattis has an idea.
2: No, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs>
0: you had this beam and smile. Uh, uh, you, it come it up with was a it, great it, idea
1: oh okay we, so that advert was about was about trimming uh this time of year is about trimming down the candidates for different seats oh, yes. oh. <laughs> so, yes so let's do that
0: yes let us do that that is come very, on that was, that was very, pretty good very good <laughs>
2: let's trim
1: down some candidates
2: this week's driver chat driver mucker <laughs> chat is brought to you by manscaped
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not they didn't pay us for that I take that back no they didn't, <laughs> they didn't. um We've kind of a boring, silly season, isn't it this year? It's not really much Anyone going at on. Risk, do you think, Nate? Well, we talked about it last week, didn't we? I think Danny Ricciardo is at risk if Zach Brown is feeling like he wants to tear that contract. Feels out, like he's but in the money. That comes down to whether. Yeah, I think like I think that question mark is gonna is gonna hang there. And if you're Zach Brown, you've got to think about it, like we said last week. So, um, think he's kind of at risk, but I think he's saved by the fact there's no like obvious candidate you would just drop in. Um, and then I don't know if anyone's at risk as such. Like, Vettel isn't at risk, is he? He's kind of just, like, is he going to stay? Is he not? Um, and I don't know. Fernando Alonso is the interesting one, because I don't think he's ever been at risk in his life of losing a seat on talent. But circumstances for Alpine might might force their hand. What do you guys think?
2: I can see that. I mean, um, yeah, it is the second round of the Alpine karting championship <laughs> this weekend. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, Well, they're, maybe that's the audition. Yeah, maybe there could be the an F1 up for, for grabs at the end of that. So, yeah. Um, now, I, yeah, I think circumstance could play into that, and also what other options then come out. It feels like one of those where yeah. either nothing will happen, or loads will happen. Like it's mm. it's like one potential move could trigger a shed load, or yeah. if, if if nobody actually does get moved around, then there'll be mm. like one change
1: at Williams, and that'll be it. Well, also if if let's say, so for anyone who hasn't twig, the circumstance would be Oscar Piastri because Alpine risk losing him, don't they, if they don't give him like give him a seat put end up with him somewhere but if Vettel retires do you think there's a scenario where Alonso can go to Aston or like that that seat then becomes like the the game changer doesn't it of even Ricardo like I don't know whether whether that would help things for Zach Brown or not he's like okay look Ricardo has a an actual place he can go maybe a deal can be struck I don't know you know him and Lawrence Stroll are, are both business businessmen first aren't they um both know how to how to cut a deal, so maybe that changes things if Fettel doesn't stay around. Yeah, I, th- I think that would hinge on it, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think Seb actually controls the driver market at the minute. I know we've talked about Danny Rick and <clears throat> what he what might happen to him out of his control. I think he, obviously, like we said, he's going to stay. But I think once Seb decides whether he wants to stay or not, and I think it's really an interesting dynamic because I think if you looked at where he was at the end of last year, the team were probably looking to get rid of him and and replace him with someone else whereas now it's flipped the other way and they want him to stay and so that i think that is interesting because i don't know if seb definitely wants to stay he definitely doesn't definitely doesn't want to tank around at the back but i also know that he he realizes that the platform that he's got at the moment to talk about all of the the um projects that he wants to um give more for voice to it it's not m- going to be much easier if he remains a formula one driver isn't it so um i can see why yeah. he might want to stick around for a bit um at Aston mine
1: we, we i like the the apt timing of that talking about that as we're sitting in the hottest day in the uk <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely not unrelated to anything we just talked about um uh but yeah no i think you're right um performance wise i think you probably want your to, to be in a be- better position than they are right now because it hasn't really they've been the team that hasn't really made a huge clear step this year, right? I think it
0: would have hurt him to, yeah, to see that they've basically gone backwards, haven't they, if anything? Um, And they haven't haven't spent all of the money that they've clearly got and hasn't translated into performance. And now the problem is that regardless of whether they improve this year and next year, it's kind of set the whole project back two, three years, and Seb hasn't got two or three years. Obviously, in life he does, but in racing (laughs) career-wise, He hasn't got two or three. <laughs> it's very morbid, suddenly. <laughs> but he he just hasn't. In the same way that Fernando can't hang around forever for Alpine to give him a car to yeah. to fight at the front. So I think if we were looking at both of them, I think Fernando is probably in the better be, better spot, isn't he? Alpine, I think, have probably got a better shot of making a step right now than Aston do. Mm-hmm. Um but neither of them are probably that excited by it whereas i think fernando's more likely to say than sebastian um personally i think that's more likely and then alpine have got to find a way to somehow keep piastri on board
1: hmm. williams. Yeah, i think you're right about alonso yeah i think williams does seem like the most logical lo- most logical pick there for him doesn't it um th- yeah but then again i don't know like i always find that weird when a team loans out a driver because like, if you if you're loaning him out it's suggesting he's good enough you think he's good enough for f1 anyway so why not just give him you know why not just give him the chance with your team you know you might that's where you want him to end up eventually right so i don't know i guess it worked with george russell at williams didn't it kept him kept him fresh for a few years for mercedes yeah
2: and i think it comes down to with alpine it sounds like alonso has quite a few cards in his hand in terms of whether he stays or not so it would be a bit more tricky just to go all right fernando's out and oscar's in and that means because I think contractually of what they've the deal they've got with Oscar, he needs to be in an F1 seat next year or he can go elsewhere. And yeah, yeah, they definitely don't want to lose him. So they'll be the ones that then try and make sure he gets into a seat and, and loan him to another team. Um, and it, it sounds like, um, it's all lined up for him to go to Williams, but I'm not sure he's going to be delighted with that. Like, he's a lovely guy and he'll, he'll commit to it, but, um, he's got Mark Webber advising him. Who's pretty shrewd and is kind of going to be saying, well, that's not the most competitive seat out there that's going to give me the best chance of showing what I can do as a driver like you'd much rather be in the Alpine than the Williams even if Williams are making progress so um yeah yeah, I think in a sense it's not the best place for Oscar but it could turn out to be the only place for him really I I don't get any links to McLaren with the Danny Rick rumors and things that just makes no sense to me um I you know it's a much more competitive seat but then they'd be directly competing against him and McLaren are plenty big and strong enough to want their own drivers not be helping train a young guy for Alpine so uh, unless they could actually poach him which is right up McLaren street to be fair um, then yeah I, don't think they will I was gonna
1: him. say that I think I think in the long run Brown would love to take a run at Piastri for like 2024 25 whatever but yeah on under this current guys I don't think he takes another teams especially if there's a chance that you know he does well at McLaren then he just goes to Alpine you know, the year after or two years after, whatever. Mm. So, definitely think that you're right. But yeah, I think that, that that that's what's fascinating as well is that I think every single team on the grid would try and take Piastri in some capacity if that Alpine deal expired. So that's why they've got to that's why they've got to do something. I to. think this
0: is part of the problem, though, isn't it? That if Alpine hold on to him, Williams don't want him for just one year. It's of no interest them to yeah. take him for one year. So that's why I don't think that the Williams thing is is that far down the line. It's the most obvious in terms of where there is a spot. But there was literally nothing. There was literally no reason for them to take him for a year. Absolutely nothing, mm. unless Alpine throw a shedload of money at them, and they won't do that. So I'm not sure. So I I think Alpine have just got a massive problem here. They they almost want Fernando Alonso to keep struggling because what's his points? He's got almost half the points, maybe just shy of Ocon at the minute. They almost want Fernando maybe to just not want to stay around, and then they they draft Oscar
1: in. Maybe they almost need. They almost need. If only Fernando was a guy who famously fell out with his teams, <laughs> you know, and, and engineered his own exits. That would be really helpful for them if that was who he is, you know. Um, I think that's. I think that's a really good point, actually. Last, like, Alonso. I think that's. And, and I think that's the same with McLaren with Ricardo. I think that like it. It makes their lives a lot easier at McLaren if Ricardo just sure. walks away, and it makes Alpine's life a lot easier if Alonso just mm-hmm. walks away. And yet they. At the moment, neither no, simple.
0: neither do look like that's where it's going. Do they say? So.
1: And if you were them, you wouldn't. It's the same with Vettel as well. Like, I'm. I think the easier option. I think it was the same with Kimi, wasn't it? When he stayed at Ferrari for ages. I think the easier option is to stay in Formula One, even if you're not doing too well. Like, it's a familiar mm. environment. You're popular. It keeps you relevant. Like, pretty well paid. Yeah, the, the pay is pretty <laughs> yeah. damn good. Yeah, and you're racing in Formula One. Like, it, there's loads of reasons why. Where the more difficult option, especially for these guys, they've all been doing it for most of their lives now. It's like well what what do i do after this i'm sure they have loads of options but that fear of the unknown i think is maybe less so for fernando he knows he can do those things but he came back to f1 to win in f1 didn't he and he's like well if i leave now i won't come back again you know he wouldn't come back like this was the only comeback he could do so um yeah very very weird one i think personally i think he'll stay at alpine i think that will stay at aston and then i think oscar will either just be loaned out to williams because if, if it's Williams or nothing for Alpine uh, sorry for Oscar next year I think it'll t- even if it's not an ideal situation I feel like he'll take it and Alpine will be like well we have to do this so sorry this is where you're going um,
2: and that's why I think they'll I'd,
1: pay the money as well if they have
2: to if yeah. they're in that position because otherwise they lose him. and that's what it'll come down to it's not whether they think the seat is worth that amount of money um, or whether they want to spend it it's they've invested in Oscar this far they currently control yeah. him and it's a decision between do you keep him or not uh, and keeping him costs that amount of money to put me in elsewhere if they get kind of cornered by whatever happens with Alonso but I know what you mean about it would almost make their life easier but at the same time it's great to see a competitive Alonso like scrapping away and oh stuff. yeah and he's had points in the last six races six straight I races. love the
1: finger wag the finger yeah, wag you, as well yeah that was classic Alonso wasn't it just him leaning out of his car and like wagging his finger at Yuki and then Yuki's um, uh,
2: Instagram post afterwards saluting back being like okay um yeah, that was very good but yeah he's got uh, Alonso's got 29 points uh, and Ocon's got 52. But they're only two places apart. They've got Bottas in between mm. them. Um, and it's that say, form that's kind of helped Alonso more
1: recently. Yeah. I've got to say, Ocon, Ocon, I think, has gone so under the radar this year, even for me. Like, I've, well, I've you've not, ignored I've him I've in the reviews. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but he's been so impressive. As you look at his performances, um, and to do that against Alonso, I think if he was in a car that was, you know, if he was in the Mercedes, or the or any of the two teams above that doing that against Alonso would be talking about it in the same way we're talking about George Russell with Lewis but it's kind of like I don't know I don't know if maybe people don't view Fernando in the same way anymore but they should He's also Fernando's he's had a lot like, of bad luck hasn't he, this year or misfortune say Yeah and perhaps
0: people just think okay yeah, maybe that's <clears throat> that's the reason for the gap but I do think that if you were to crunch numbers I think he's Ocon's very close in terms of pure performance pure performance in qualifying
2: if i remember correctly as well from silverstone when he retired he was ahead of alonso wasn't he yeah and i know he's he'd had the issue at the start so i don't know if his strategy was perfect um or if he still had an extra stop to make but yeah there was some points that got away from him there he's had three top six finishes and another three seventh places on top of that so he's consistently getting like solid points out of that car but i actually wanted to bring something up that's from um, well, the kicking off. Burr's house is so, so what yeah. actually happened?
0: Um, I'm sure you know. So, I was balancing my laptop on top of a can of cans of tonic, and one of the tonics is burst. <laughs> a can
1: Whoa. of tonic. This isn't, do your, this isn't going to do your reputation as a public school any <laughs> good. Just some cans of some cans of tonic just lying around the, the, the house. But has it made a mess? Well,
0: oh, I don't know now. I don't, I don't open the box.
2: Oh, mate. Oh, no. Okay. Oh I see it on the box. That is
1: that is a proper shunt. Yeah. Um
2: um Well while you worry about that, um there was a cool post from F1's social media team about Gasly versus Ocon. And I don't know if anyone's seen this today. And if you haven't, this is gonna be better content than if you have. I've
0: not seen it, so enlighten me.
2: Okay. Nate, have you seen it? I have not. Cool. I've not. So uh Enlighten us both. So uh Ocon first race, Belgium twenty sixteen, Gasly first race, Malaysia twenty seventeen. So both of them came in mid-season for their rookie years and then Ocon, even though it's a year ahead, then missed a year. So Ocon has had 100 races, Gasly 97, so this is a close comparison. Uh, They both have one win to their name. Ocon has two podiums, while Gasly has three. Points, any guesses?
1: Uh, it's going to be wrong. 69. 200 and something. Two
0: hundred
2: sixty-nine. Two fifty. <laughs> two sixty. Mm, you're getting closer. You need to keep going up. So, so it's three hundred and twenty-four points oh, for wow. Ocon from a hundred races. Math says an average of three point two four points per race. Uh, Gasly. I bet he's got the same Three hundred and twenty-five. Bloody hell! One point okay. between wow. them. Wowzers. Um, and I had no idea actually that they'd been so quite so evenly matched if you look at that both with a win as well both with podiums neither of them I mean Gasly had the spell at Red Bull but no win on mm. podium came out of that so in a sense it's both with relatively similar machinery that they've achieved those results as well so um, and we, we love Gasly so if we're gonna Gasly love Gasly yeah. <laughs> Esteban should get a little bit more uh, kudos
1: sometimes Esteban love Esteban well we'll find something for we'll find a phrase for Esteban and I think it's very easy to overlook the fact that they're both they're both race mm-hmm. winners you know um Two of the best kind of one off race wins that we've seen. So um yeah. Even though Alonso kinda of did take credit for Ocon's did he. was <laughs> yeah. like he was like, that was that was me. I fought I like a one, lion guys. for him. I fought like a lion and a <laughs> bear. And then Ocon lucked into that victory. Um but yeah. I mean he did, that was very cool. he did help very to be fair. fair. I mean, yeah, th- I mean he probably wouldn't have won if Alonso hadn't fought like every single animal <laughs> on earth to keep Lewis at bay. But um but yeah. Um Speaking of Animals on, on Earth.
2: Win. Gorilla trophies this weekend.
1: Yes. I love yeah, I mean, I wonder about that trophy. If do you think you'd like having that on your trophy oh, yeah. cabinet if you were do yeah. you think? Like what if what if the only race you ever won was the French Grand Prix? And then eighty years' time, <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't know how old you'd be. Or sixty years' time you're showing your grandkids that I won an F one race. So, like, why have you got a big gorilla trophy? Like, that's an F one trophy.
2: So I've got a... Let, a Bahrain is now
1: holding up a trophy that isn't the, a
2: gorilla. yeah. I'd rather that was a gorilla trophy, that'd be cooler. Well, so.
1: well you've got
0: uh, the shape of a Bahrain of the Bahrain International Circuit's karting track, correct? I
2: ha- yeah, I have. Yeah, and it's that's cool. That but is, is pretty the shape cool. It. Yeah, um, it's the one that everyone wants. But um, but what would you prefer the gorilla or that one? Yeah, the gorilla. Yeah. Let's be honest,
0: because the gorillas are the talking point. The gorilla is like a sculpture. It
2: genuinely is, yeah. So. There's, a, there's a giant one somewhere isn't mm. there around the track
1: yeah it's by the by the pit lane mm. like on the on the grass isn't it between the pit lane and the the one train. if i
0: could pick i would like the australia one when they used to do the big dish do
1: you
2: remember mm. those the big, the big yeah dish. that was, that was great. very cool it's a retro steering wheel is what it is i think it it's i uh, think that
0: oh it, yeah okay maybe that's what it is yeah okay
2: it's like or th- i think at least the winners one is it's like the edges is like the old wooden round steering wheels i believe um, although I'm probably talking. Wrong, I always thought it'd be quite good percent?
0: to serve canapés on.
1: Oh, for God's sake! You don't help yourself, do you? So, <laughs> come on, man! I mean, look, you're just you're just setting yourself up for for this reputation, and I'm now going to start buying into it. I'm like, maybe maybe Lawrence did get private,
2: <laughs> but content. I didn't.
1: Nothing wrong with that. If anyone did, but you're leaning into the I did say. Wow! Didn't you though? <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Based on this pod, we just don't know. You know? You've know, you
0: got your own... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could find out on Google where I went to. Can't you?
2: <laughs> how do we know that? Oh, there's a lot of, of info on there. <laughs> Anyone can go and look for Lawrence No, Barretto let's not Google. do that. Let's not do that. Mate. It's excellent. Uh, okay. I have checked, by the way, and I'm correct. It is a massive steering wheel. So it's got like wooden edging. And then uh, in like chrome, it's um, like, so it's a disc shape, but it has the, the three spokes of the steering wheel. Uh, but it makes some really cool photos, doesn't it? Because it's really reflective. Mm. So you can get, like, the crowd and the reflection and stuff. It looks cool. Or well, the British Grand
0: that Prix one, so the original one, that you don't get to keep is cool. That also looks like the Wimbledon men's trophy, sort of.
2: Uh yeah, that one is very cool.
0: So that one's cool. So I'll take both of yeah. those as a Wimbledon fan.
2: Okay, well, finally then, Nate, which trophy are you stealing?
1: Um, I think the British Grand Prix trophy. Um, you can't, Beretta's already if... it. <laughs> we can share oh, it it's okay sorry. no I, I can't have two you i just can have that one sorry i just had a message come through so for about three seconds i wasn't paying attention did you say i, was you both I would i would also take that one uh that you just mentioned that i also heard you mentioned um and i don't know if you guys know but the australian grand prix trophy looks like you could hold canapes oh. on it <laughs> no uh, uh i like the hungarian one i was
2: about to say so i think they changed it the didn't they, with that... the sponsor
1: yeah, but they had that really cool white kind of vase. Thing. Yeah, it's, oh, no, it's yeah, a, a, sure a it. ceramic
0: one, right? Yeah, they yeah, have ceramic
1: one. Yeah, and that that always looks really. I, I've always thought that's a really, it's a really good trophy. Um, yeah, good uh, shout. Yeah, that would be mine. That would be mine. And then I would take then I, me, me and would share, share the yeah the BRDC I'd have trophy. To share it with
0: you. Meadows is currently yeah. googling, I think, to try and find one I himself.
2: At I was looking them. Uh, well, hang on, I didn't know I had. I Oh.
0: This is how this works, but as we go around in a I we'd in done a triangle.
1: About I, well, I mean the one I think the Monaco one's fairly cool. Like it's the thin layout of the circuit, that would be Yeah, that'd be um, nice. a yeah. decent one. That would be nice. and to say you'd want at Monaco would be good. Uh, yeah, that's also true. I quite like I do like the the Italian Grand Prix one. is that kind of like No, it's that. Not- it's I mean it's got a giant Heineken base now to it, but it like it has that it's like that i'm pretty sure i not sure Heineken actually if star that's just now. yeah I think they've yeah because they've, they've kind of changed it from what it used to be but um
0: i can't remember if it's yeah, the same so anymore maybe. but maybe. the japanese one the one that damon won um when he won the championship that like red cup on four four stilts and then a base i
1: can't yeah remember what, so does, yeah is that still i the one used to is think
0: still
2: the one?
1: No. for years i thought that was the f1 championship trophy because of 96 um because of waking up early and him yeah. getting that trophy I remember he got it and I was like, Oh, cool. And then I'm pretty sure the next year, Villeneuve obviously beat Schumacher. And I remember he got, he wasn't on the podium. Well, no, he was, wasn't he? He was was third, wasn't he? But they didn't give him that trophy. And I was like, why haven't they given him the championship trophy? And that's, thus begun my obsession with why F1, why does F1 not give the trophy to its winner? Um, but that's the one I associate with the champion. It's the Japanese one. So
2: you do get similar ones, um, in Japan, but not all the same now. Um, and last year's would have been epic it was this like gold latticework sphere on top of like these cool three prongs that would have been beautiful but they had it designed and ready and obviously the race didn't happen so hopefully we get that this year in which case i would take that um for any others i am actually just looking at ones that have been kind of listed and i think we've ticked off the best ones to be honest uh i think i would go with yeah, maybe with Monaco, just because of the kudos that will come with. But that's our little dream world. And the closest we're going to get is uh, another karting trophy this weekend, potentially. So good luck. of you are coming. Good
0: luck, Midland. Um, because obviously the prize is a big one,
2: isn't it? It's to drive it a is. Formula One car. We believe so. At Paul Ricard, of all places, as well. Uh, so we're karting there this Saturday night with Alpine. As part of round two of their four-round championship. So we'll see how that goes. It's quite early on Saturday, so I actually have to get my work done sharpish or most of it, go and do karting and then go and finish working for stuff for Sunday. So, um, they're, they're my excuses in early, but I don't have either of you two there to bore with all the stories. So, uh, you can look forward to next week's Good. when I will do I a lap say, lap breakdown. I was bit. gonna
1: say, that does, that does not mean we will not hear them in great detail today.
0: No. Mm. Um, no no i look forward to uh, hearing all of those stories so let's call it there shall we um Medes hasn't got to run and catch a flight but he's got other work to do because he always does so we'll let him crack on <laughs> um thanks to everyone who's still listening and please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels at the hoc. you can read meddas's work on com, nate's work on espn.com and my work on f1.com and we'll do this again very very soon
2: bye bye
1: work.